wraps up everything. The Stanley Cup has finally been awarded to the Vegas Golden Knights, and apart from two or three players, we find that very disappointing. But thank God the season is finally over, and we can finally start to talk about something that matters, like who the Blues will draft, what Dargam Shong will do, and whether or not the Flames' new head coach is, in fact, Lord Voldemort. There's a lot to cover ahead, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! podcast it is also wednesday june 14th flag day for everyone that celebrates which is anyone that wants to keep listening to this podcast if you don't have a flag up right now stop listening (laughs) and we are here celebrating not only the united states look at that ian's even wearing a flag i'm sure i have a flag somewhere i've got to stop listening to this podcast I can go put on my patriotic tank top. I just got my extra patriotic tank top a minute ago or a couple of days ago. Um, I'm glad you got that before the 4th of July. That's good. That's right. You got to think ahead because they'll be all out of stock. Um, what? Uh, how are you doing, Ian? I'm joined by Ian Peters. He's a man, a myth, a legend. That's you right. know. Um, great. I'm doing great. That sounded not at all fantastic. It's great. I'm doing so good. It's great. Life's great. You ever just get tired of being an adult, Ian? I'll tell you. I'd say, yeah, every, probably at least once a week. Uh huh. Yeah, at least bare minimum. Um, I definitely have that. that, What is that uh, Adam Sandler movie? You know, you know, the only one he's ever done, the one Adam Sandler movie, Um, Billy Madison. Where he grabs that kid's face. He says, stay here stay forever. Here. Stay as long as you can. For real. I mean, the one thing I'll always remind myself of for being an adult that does rock is um, not having any homework. I do remember fucking hating homework. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, homework is it was great and everything, but I, I hated homework. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I do still have work that I have to do at home. So, you know, that sucks, but it's not the same. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, it's different. At least they're like the paying you. That's right. It's different now. Um, Man, Tear Maker allows a, a, a tier list of Gen Z slang, which I love. Oh, I did see that somewhere. We should do that. Sometime. Did you have you uh, rizzed anyone up lately, Stephen? Oh, Ian, I'm trying to rizz up all the time. It's but my rizz is low key. It's pretty mid. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no cap. No cap. Uh, 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 kill me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen? <laughs> At least that? I know. At least I know. I'm afraid for having a child and they're like, say something. And I'm like, what is that? And they don't explain. They just fucking laugh at me. <laughs> There's that TikTok and Instagram sound where it's like people having that Gen Z com- conversation. It's like, it's giving depression. <laughs> like, no cap. No cap. Uh, it's crazy. It's funny. Uh, next time I see it, I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, uh, the so why so I gotta stay off TikTok. It's it scares me. You, t- it you scares can't me how stay old off. I am. You can't stay off. You got to get back on there. You got that. There's we've got a rule where you got to be on TikTok. I'll see I'll see kids on you know kids on the street, and I'll think to myself, I'm 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 older than you, but I'm not like that much older, and I'm I just want to know how they see me. I wish I could be in their brain looking at me and they're like wow that's an old old man <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a man that pays taxes and has you know is is boring now i want to i just want to know because i'm you know inside for me i'm like nah i know you're 16 but i'm like i feel like i'm like you know 20 yeah i'm older but i'm not like a lot older come on you guys yeah. and they're like no you're like more than half my or more than double my age like um <laughs> oh no depressing yeah, it's not good. Being old is not good. Um, but you know who uh, is not old is Ivan Barbashev because at just 27 <laughs> years old, the man's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Congratulations to Ivan Barbashev and only yeah, no Ivan one Barbashev. else. Um, no, I, it, it struck me last night as I was watching against my will, although I live alone in the department and I chose to turn the TV on. Uh, <laughs> cup, you know, parade on ice and all yeah. that. Or not even, I didn't even really watch that, but just kind of the immediate aftermath of the Golden Knights massacre of the Florida Panthers, oh, yeah. nine to three. Um, I am really happy for a lot of individuals on that team. I obviously love Ivan Barbashev, probably most happy for him, which just absolutely mm-hmm. made himself bank this summer. So good for him. Alex Petrangelo. I've got, I've got mostly warm feelings towards Alex Petrangelo. There's some sadness and bitterness there about his departure, but mostly positive. Um, and I do think it kind of permanently seals the argument that letting him go was a terrible decision. Um not great, uh, Not great. I, I felt really good seeing Bruce Cassidy for some mm-hmm. reason. I really love it when a team um, that fires somebody that doesn't deserve to get fired, which we'll talk about when we talk about the Cardinals here in a little bit, gets their uh, huge fucking tuna comeuppance, you know, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the Bruins not only fired Bruce Cassidy, which is, uh, which obviously a dumb decision. They obviously had the president's trophy season, but then when all was said and done, they fell uh, to the Florida Panthers in a three, one comeback. And Bruce Cassidy was able to forestall the same outcome uh, in the Stanley cup final. And when his second, Stanley Cup first was he? He couldn't have been there when the Bruins won the last one, could he? No, it was his first. Okay, so that was cool. Jack Eichel is cool, although you know I, th- I I'm I'm a little over it with his story, but it's not really his fault. It's just like a little <laughs> bit much, you know. Mark Stone, I guess I kind of don't like Mark Stone, but there's a lot of cool individuals on there that I felt pretty good about. But God, do I hate that organization. And I hate Bill Foley getting on the ice and being in front of the picture, which I don't remember Tom Stillman doing. In fact, I'm mm-hmm. 100% confident he did not. 
um, I just hate the way they sell the sell off the team and are so cutthroat. And I, I should like, I guess I should like it because it's a model for other teams to be aggressive and be exciting and do crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. it just gets tiring when it's like, well, the Golden Knights are in on this with their negative fourteen million dollars <laughs> in cap space, you know. And anyway, it was cool. I'll stop talking. I'll let you talk. I promise. But it was also finally cool to see Marsha show win. The Con Smythe oh, yeah. is one of the guys that's been there the whole time. Um, I'm a big fan of his as well. And I believe he will be leaving in the summer, pretty sure, because I think he's a free agent and I doubt that they can afford to keep him. Uh, although they've made ways, they found ways to do some pretty crazy, wild and crazy things in the past. <laughs> but I think they have like, um, yeah, I want to say like four million to play with. And he's a UFA. Let me look uh he is a ufa sorry he's a ufa after next season so they might have to consider trading him um but we'll see they have 24 million after next season so maybe not maybe he'll just stay there but in any case um yeah that team's obviously going to go through some changes obviously ivan barbashev will depart um they will have to figure out goaltending since aiden hill's now a free agent um, as well, who is also going to be insured quite a bit of money, I would think, this summer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, anyway, your takeaways, your thoughts. Can you name the, I believe it's six, the six original Golden Knights that are on this team? Jonathan Marcheseau and mm-hmm. William Carlson. And I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's some pretty random ones. It's like Nicholas Roy, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, is one. You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. You You had them in front of you. You're not lying to me. I'm not lying. I'm not lying to you. I don't have them in front of me, but I heard there's six and I know I can name six. (sighs) Okay. Um, uh, Crap. Now you're going to make me look just to make sure. Yeah, because I'm correct. Um, mm -hmm. None of the goaltenders. I can't do it. I'm a fool. You can do it. Uh, Keegan Colasar, maybe? No, no, no. You're right. You can't do it. Zach, <laughs> Zach Whitecloud? No. What are you talking about, Ian? You're making you, this up. You right, said Carlson and Marchessault, right? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me. Then there's Riley Smith. Fuck Riley Smith. There's uh, William Carrier. Fuck William Carrier, former boys draft pick. There's Braden McNabb. Fuck Braden McNabb. And Shea Theodore. Okay. All right. That's a good group. That's good. Solid. I think it was kind of cool. They mentioned on 32 Thoughts. I didn't catch it at the beginning of this game, but. Um, Did you look this up, by the way? You can confirm those are the names. Uh, can you or can you not? Original six Golden Knights. I will. I, I want to be right about this. March, so William Carey, William Carlson, Brain McNabb, Riley Smith, Street Theodore. Boom. Oh, ooh, I'm so smart. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, uh, Bruce Cassidy iced all of those players minus Carrier on like the opening face off just because because they're like the original team. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I wish they kind of get scored on immediately and be like, oh, what a, what a shit move. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. You idiot. 
Um, I also like that William Carey had to go sit on the bench like in YouTube, buddy. Everyone knows about you. So you yeah. can just have a hot squat right next to Bruce. Um, <laughs> but that was a that was a cool move. I I am really happy for Bruce Cassidy because yeah, getting fired by the Bruins in your own home, freaking whoever that was, Cam Neely, whoever, whatever the Don Sweeney, one of them was in your bathroom taking a dump and then they came out and sat down on your couch and they said, yeah, anyways, you're fired. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's so graphic. So yuck. keep talking for one second. I got to yeah. grab water. But it's talking. just so yuck to be fired in your own house. Um, but yeah, he gets the final laugh a year later, you know, and some change he, he gets his name on the cup and he's had an interesting, an interesting path to the NHL, I believe. He got hired by George McPhee in Washington. Um, I don't even remember when this was. Like, I guess it was probably early 20 teens or whatever and didn't do overly well there. And then he, he went back uh, into the AHL and coached there for a long time before he got his next stint with the Bruins and then did well there. And then obviously, you know, got fired there. But I think it was uh, Steve Dangle's idea. And I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. You need to go bring the cup to your house, sit in the chair that you were fired in and take a picture with the cup and you need to buy a, a freaking billboard in Boston and put it up there. Oh my God. I'm like That'd yeah. be so nice. Um, yeah. Cassie, I mean, he seems like an awesome guy. Like there was zero ill will towards him when we played Boston at all. Like, you know, he wasn't, I don't know. He wasn't one of those coaches that was like, a jackass a off the ice. Type? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't some dude that was just trying to drag the other team and complain about officiating. He was just, he was just a, just a dude, just a good dude. Um, yeah, Petrangelo second cup, like you said. Uh, I think this sort of seals him into the hockey hall of fame. I think the only thing that would kick that up a notch is if you ever got a Norris. I don't know if that in his where his career is now and his age that that'll ever happen, but. I do think having a, a world junior championship and a, a world cup championship, I think, and gold, uh, Olympic gold and two, two cups. Um, I don't know. I think that's, that's pretty good. He's going to have over a thousand games next year. Um, I forget where he is in the points, but like it's, he's going to have quite a few. And I just think, yeah, he might not have set the world on fire like in his career, but I think, He's one of the best defensemen, like in and out every year, um, and has been since like pretty much they brought him in, you know, the lineup in like 2011. So I think he's a lot for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Obviously, Barbashev is a cool story. It's kind of crazy to see him celebrate and everything and realize that he wasn't on this team all year long. I'm like, hey, you were just on our team like four months ago, three months ago. Um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, he's he played amazing uh, with Eichel and March. So, like, credit to him for like just seamlessly fitting in on that line. All those, like, all those six players we talked about, the original Vegas Golden Knights being on this team, like being able to go to a Cup final, probably thinking, I don't know if we're ever going to be back there in our careers, and then to be back there, you know, five six years later and win the Cup mm -hmm. in decisive fashion is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I. I'm kind of glad they won, if anything, to just stick it to Canadian fans because they're always like, oh, you know, long-suffering Golden Knights fans, six years. I'm like, yeah, but, like, this is this is good for the league. I mean, they were already a fantastic expansion team, like, in terms of, like, 
bringing in new revenue and bringing in new fans and their, their buildings loud and they have home fans and they're not just drawing from a bunch of snowbirds or anything like that. Like, you know, Florida is sometimes or, or Tampa or any of those other places like they have um, like a dedicated fan base and they've grown the sport there and they, they sell tickets like hotcakes. They sell merchandise um, and then you're basically selling this league or this team to potential owners of future teams, right? Like mm-hmm. there you won a cup in six years and you've been competitive pretty much every year you've been in the league. Um, and so you can basically just be like, yo, if you want to buy a team or if you want to, you know, buy an expansion team essentially to those guys in Salt Lake city or someone in Houston or Atlanta again, or whoever it'd be like, you can, this or can Fargo. be her Fargo, you know, Saint or Paul. Bismarck, St. Paul. I wish they put one in St. Paul. Why rivalry, you know? Yeah, no one, would root, no one would root for them. St. Paul is a ghost town. They would have to call it the Minnesota Mets, you know, or the St. Paul Mets to keep oh, it yeah. the opposite of the wild. You know, we're the urbanites, <laughs> but they couldn't. They couldn't call him that because that would, you know, that we're the racist. We're the St. Paul, we're the St. Paul dirty river water. Um, That's right. <laughs> but the yeah, St. I mean, Paul wrong side of the trackers. <laughs> I, I like St. Paul. I mean, it's, it is, although, although you couldn't be the St. Paul, whatever, because the wild literally play in St. Paul. Well, then they could be the Minneapolis, whatever. I'm That's sorry. right. Actually, it'd be funny if they were in Minneapolis and they were way better right away. <laughs> That's right. And you're like, oh, well, everything in St. Paul's a failure. Uh, that makes sense. They, yeah, I just think this is great for the league because you're going to attract a lot of people to a lot of owners to be like, oh, maybe I will buy a team. Maybe this will, you know, earn me some money and our team will have a lot of clout and everything right away. I mean, even, you know, Seattle having the season they had does a lot towards that goal, but it's, it's fun seeing them win. I'm glad that it was, I mean, it was going to be a new team no matter what between them and Florida, but I'm glad it's a new team and it's not a team that have already had a, however many cups or a repeat, you know, cup winner or something like that we need like new blood. And I'm glad it's still in the West again. Like that's fun. I don't know. There was, it was a cool story. They obviously, were the better team down the stretch. Like they, you know, Florida only won one game. This game was nine to three. I forget how many empty netters were scored in this, maybe two or three, but still at some point it was like six to one. It's just, yeah, they were the more dominant team. They were able to roll four lines, three pairings, had a goaltending on lock too, even with the injuries they had. Hill stepped in and was amazing. And, and then on the other side, Florida, I mean, there's always a team I feel like maybe not every year, but I'd say most years, there's always a team that just succumbs to injury or is just like, Mm. we are tired. We are all very tired, like all at once. And it just, and I can't really blame you. It's a long, long playoffs and you, you just get the shit kicked out of you. And if you're Matthew Kachuk and you have a broken sternum, like, how are you going to play? I was kind of hoping he'd try and play more of a man. Part of me wanted him to play game five, just to have people be like, what a warrior. And I'm like, dude, he had a broken sternum. You can't tell me freaking your 13th forward is any worse at this point. Um, Every year, every year, something like that. But yeah, I mean, Florida just, 
didn't have it anymore. Bobrovsky too. I mean, he played so well this playoffs and then he just kind of turned back into sort of regular Bobrovsky again in the finals. Um, but what a run for them. I mean, I think it's really cool that they made it as far as they did. They they won a playoff game or a finals game, which I get as like, who gives a shit if you're their fans, you want to win the cup, but you didn't win one last time you were there. So, mm-hmm. you know, progress and you, and you won it at home too. So that's cool. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot to be happy about there. Paul Maurice seemed pretty pleased with this group. I obviously was disappointed not to win the cup, but like he seemed way, he seemed happier in losing the cup with Florida than he'd ever seen in Winnipeg, like winning <laughs> anything, honestly. Yeah. He just was like, what the fuck is wrong in Winnipeg? Like how how great is Florida's locker room or how bad is Winnipeg's locker yeah. room? So this his dude comments, left and he's like, I love, I love coaching again. <laughs> he pretty much his Ryan O'Reilly. Last night uh did kind of sway me into being like a full-time Florida as my number two team sort of thing. Cause he was like, he got really choked up, which I mean you can obviously understand given the circumstances, but Jackie Redman, the great Jackie Redman. Mm-hmm asked him basically like, you know, what, what did he take away from the season or what, what did it mean to him to have this experience even after all the years he had of coaching? And he basically said, you can get really cynical as a coach. And, you know, when you do this at the professional level, it can kind of, he didn't quite say steal your love of the game, but he basically said that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he went into this whole spiel about like, this team, you know, instills all the virtues that you want your kids to learn when they get into sports and caring for about other people and, and, you know, putting the team first and loving other people. And, and basically like it made me less cynical and it brought back my uh, enjoyment of the game. So yeah, that was cool to see. I did enjoy that a lot. See a team full of Ranko Gudises and Matthew Kachucks and Sam Bennett's. They, you know, they're, they're tough on the ice, but they're, they're lovers, not fighters in the line. Rag, Rag Kogut is screaming at uh, whatever that's going to be the meme of the century. God, oh, I don't want to make this about the least, but fuck Leafs fans, man. Fuck. How pathetic are you to take a victory lap on a team that beat you two rounds ago? I know. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I do always that think around. that's like the, sh- the shittiest thing where it's like when you're like, oh, I don't know. Let's say the freaking avalanche lost to like the lightning last year. And then Blues fans are like, oh, not so tough anymore. I'm like, dude, they fucking beat us. That's like the Trump card. You uh-huh. can't like, you can't dance on them. They're like, dude, we fucking beat you. <laughs> like, it don't don't matter. So yeah, I'm like, I don't understand why they're like, oh, Reiko Gudis, that's karma. And be like, bro, you won one game in the second round. They freaking sat on your face. Like, just take the L. I don't know why people got to keep talking. Just take the L. You should be used to it at this point. Like, <laughs> go, you know, go enjoy Brad for living or whatever. The new, the new genius in the NHL. I like how anytime there's a GM in Toronto, like, wow, this guy, this guy's made amazing moves. I'm like, yeah, let's not talk about all the shit moves he's made, but yeah, just a great guy. Yeah, no, re- no reason Calgary was fine letting him walk. Yeah, um, very interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's. Hockey, I guess hockey is not over. We got two weeks until the draft and free agency, and that's how she goes. But like the season's over. Um, I think when we get to this point every year, I'm always like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm ready for hockey to be done. Come come end of August, beginning of September, then I'll be 
rabid for for more live hockey and then you kind of forget that it's been since freaking i guess now since like april since the blues have played so kind of crazy but i'm hoping and we've said this on like another podcast too um that florida being crazy and trading for matthew chuck and vegas like you mentioned always going for the big shiny toy kind of saying the hell with player loyalty and just kind of always trying to get better and doing wacky shit. Like I hope that for once, I do hope for once that uh GMs copy what other these two GMs were doing. Like normally it's kind of annoying take away the wrong lessons and uh make their teams worse. And maybe this is the wrong lesson. Maybe you really shouldn't just shake up your team just because but from like a hockey fan perspective, it's very enjoyable. So I kind of mm-hmm. hope that they do. I kind of hope that Brad Trilliving does sort of go, ah, you know what? Maybe we should freaking fire the sun. Maybe, maybe Carolina's like, you know what? This isn't working. Uh, Which it's not <laughs> Carolina. Wake <laughs> up. Martin Natchez is out. Yeah. Uh, like, give me some, give me some spicy stuff. None this of this. Is, I already heard people are like, oh, the big move is going to be, um, oh, God, what's his name? Pierre-Luc Dubois to Montreal. And I was like, please, God, no. I mean, go ahead and go there. I don't care. But, like, please don't let that be the big move, the move yeah. that will happen, that everyone knows is going to happen. So who gives a shit? That's the big move the way, the same way that uh, Djokovic winning another Grand Slam title is a big move, you know? Yeah, it's like, like, wow. Um I got to say that I forgot what I was going to say. So anyway, <laughs> who were you talking about? You were talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm-hmm. What did you say right before that? Martin Natchez, the Carolina Martin Hurricanes. Natchez. Oh, Carolina Hurricanes. Thank you. This just, I, I may have made this point last time, but this just goes to reiterate how f- fucking crazy it is to win the Stanley Cup. Like it is mm-hmm. so wild like all the years that we didn't do it it always felt like man why can't we break through and do this and now that we've done it i'm like how the hell did we ever do that (laughs) oh yeah look at florida man they they did the impossible in round one right Mm. and then they beat a team that on paper clearly better than them in round two then they swept a team that on paper everyone had predicted would beat them in round three uh, and then they still get fucking trashed <laughs> by the Golden Knights, you know? And I guess you could look at the Golden Knights flip side and be like, well, they had Winnipeg, who was a pushover, and then they had Edmonton. But Edmonton's hard, and good. the Stars are really good, and that was a hard series. And it's just interesting, man. It's it's crazy to see how hard this is to win, and I'm very thankful that we did, which, you know, two days ago, the anniversary of winning the World Cup, the World Cup of Hockey, the World Series Cup of Hockey. I mean, it's Um, true, though. When they talk about that stuff about, like, you know, just got to get in and you'll see what happens. Like, I think that is true. I think it's used in wrong ways a lot, but I think there are right ways to use that sort of sentiment. Like, I think there's like really shit teams that are barely going to make the playoffs and like, Hey man, just get in and see what happens. Like, no, you are not going to get hot. <laughs> you lost 10 games in a row and manage to still be in the playoffs. Winnipeg or whatever. It's like, well, just get in and see. And then you get fucking kicked out. But if you have a team that's like, has some semblance to be like, Hey, you know, we've actually pretty good this season. We might not have been the best team, but we definitely weren't the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. You do have a shot, you know, maybe play, get hot towards the end of the season. 
who knows? But like, I just hate when people use that when they're like, dude, our team statistically is trash. It's just that mm-hmm. there's a lot of other teams that are also trash that aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, but we'll just see what happens. Um, but on a, on a more positive note, that is true. And I think that's like, that is true for a lot of teams that make it in. I'd say 70% of them or whatever, where you actually have a legit chance to like win the cup if you're, everything goes right for you. And yeah, it's kind of like with the blues, um, whatever those four years ago, two days ago, where it's like, how, how well did they play throughout that entire playoffs? I mean, they even had, you know, shit games, but like they always bounce back from it. And then you just had to have like amazing goaltending that never went cold in Bennington. Like you got pulled like once, I think, when like a losing effort. Um, and then you have like clutch saves, like the one in game seven against Nordstrom, the one against Ben on the wraparound. Like there's numerous other game seven. He like made one with his freaking jersey between his arm against Marchand, I remember. Like there's so many. And then there's just so many like clutch goals that get scored. Like I think of, I think it was like Braden Chen or whoever, like broke his stick and had to go to the bench and like mm-hmm. Winnipeg game five. And so uh, Bozak takes his place, like jumps on the ice, takes his place. He's now a, a lefty or a righty. I forget. He's the opposite of Shen, which lets him like be on the forehand to pass to Schwartz to like score the goal with like five mm-hmm. seconds left. It's like that doesn't happen if it's Braden Shen. That's a backhand pass. Like that's, there's no way it's going to be that accurate. It's just like, the fuck like I don't know it's just like shit like that we're like okay um you just I the I always think of those too there they where they fucking shoot the puck in or Preko shoots the puck into Ben Bishop's freaking neck and then oh they and then a ref a ref most certainly like I'm sure we'd argue against it whatever but a ref was most certainly in his right to be like fucking stop this uh-huh. dude is like dead and uh-huh. and that ref was like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. And then we scored like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like one dude was like, mm, no. And then we scored a goal. Or even even the goal that uh, Perron scores when it could have been like the Bozak trip on freaking Achari. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, every time I watch that, I'm like, yeah, Achari does definitely kind of like throw himself back a little. But I'm like, that's that's oh, a, trip, a trip like 90% it's of the a trip, time, right? 100%. And like the and that ref was just like nah, and then they scored. Not like, to me. Don't see anything. It could just go the other way, and I can't say that I. You could put too much argument into it now, and it's just like all those things have to happen. Um, it's just so rare. I feel like for a team to just steamroll to a cup, like the Kings have at least like sort of once, and like Vegas sort of did in the final, but like there's just so much that has to go on um, for you to, to get to that far. And yeah, there's a lot of luck in it, but I also think, you know, you kind of make some of that luck and just being a good team. And, and Vegas is that, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about it now. And it's always like, you know, 2020 looking back and it's 2020 and you're like, yeah, this, of course this makes sense, but it's like Vegas is, was a stacked team. They're like, they are very, similar i feel like to the blues when they won were just like that that's a whole team that whole team played well like the whole time and it's like of course they were gonna win the cup but you know start of the playoffs it's like i don't know maybe they will maybe they won't they're like anybody else but just as they went along i feel like 
every series they they got better and they never really had a moment where it was like oh i don't know if they're gonna be able to like hang on anymore they just they always bounce <laughs> back and, and then their goaltending too it's freaking nuts that you can have robin leonard be injured in the summer the end of last year i guess essentially yeah and they're like okay he's cooked we don't have a, we were even talking about in the previews right where we were like i don't think they're a playoff team like they who's their goalie yeah. i don't even fucking never heard of logan thompson and he played great all season and then he got hurt and then lauren brassois played great and then aiden I, who was like a loser a fucking loser <laughs> fucking played great i hardly ain't even heard of a lorgan top before <laughs> <laughs> like just i can't and then like jonathan quick they get okay it's very weird that jonathan quick got the cup last night before freaking aiden hill got the cup I get he's older and all that stuff, but he's won two, and he's actually, like, won them, won them. So, like, give it to mm-hmm. Aiden Hill first. It was very, it was very Who weird. got it first? Quick got it? Well, he got it before Aiden Hill, at least, but. Yeah. That's horse crap. He's won, like, like a, th- a thousand of these things. It was so weird. There were some of them, too, where I remember being like, how long is it until they give it to Jack Eichel? I think they actually went out of their way to give it to, like, the original six first, like, after uh-huh. Stone, which is cool. But I was still kind of like, where is this guy? They definitely don't skate around as much as they used to. I don't know if the Blues skated around a ton, but like they definitely used to like just really milk it, which is cool. So it's kind of weird when they hand it to somebody and they like do a one, they literally just do a UE. They're like, yeah. And then they're like right back to somebody. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yo, I know you're a fourth liner, but fucking go ham. Just go around with it. Start throwing in the crowd. Do what you want. Take your moment, son. So what do you think it's like in Vegas after you win the cup and you go out and you go like crazy drunk and you party and and you're like, we just won the cup. And do you think there's other people in the club that are like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And like 100 percent, 100 percent. This club is. Have you ever seen that? Have (laughs) have you seen that Vegas ad where the guys grab like a big vase? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's that. I think it's that experience. Champions. (laughs) Champions. I'm just like, can you go into some big club and they're like, oh my God, it's crazy in here for the cup. I'm like, no, dude, it's just a Vegas club. It's just fucking nuts on a Wednesday night, you know, Tuesday night, no matter what. Um, there's there's a story on NHL.com that has me, um, has me right in the fields talking about Alex Petrangelo and his daughter. Oh, I know. Uh, Evelyn, did you read any of that? No, I didn't read any of it, but I'd, I'd seen it floating around. Yeah, it said, on this most special of all special nights for the Petrangelo family, it was a little blonde-haired miracle named Evelyn, his precious four-year-old daughter, uh, that could light up, or with a smile that could light up an NHL arena, which in this moment, it did. This is the most surreal moment of my life, the Golden Knights defenseman said, his voice cracking with emotion as he hugged Evelyn. To have her here in my arms celebrating Daddy's Stanley Cup win, just to celebrate anything. He paused, the emotions flooded through him, his eyes welled up. These were tears of joy, and not just for a second Stanley Cup championship. You have to understand what it means to, for her to be here with me, with us, like this, Petrangelo said. Six months ago, she couldn't eat. She couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. Six months ago, I was ready to give up my for- career for her. I never envisioned a moment like this back then. And now, to win a cup, to have her running around the ice, to celebrate with us, I mean, dreams do come true. And this is a dream. Oh. Uh, and then... It just, yeah, it just kept going on 
to say really moving things. So you should go read that if you want to feel warm things about Alex Petrangelo, um, which I do because I love him and he's great and we should never let him go. So um, speaking of people the Blues have let go, they have let go recently uh, Mike Van Ryn and uh, they've let go other coaches, but they have now brought in two more mics because we were few we were out of mics does this mean that our other assistant coach has to be named ike to keep you know mike and ike keep it uh, balanced that wow that was really no reaction <laughs> at all all right all right mike and, so, I, mike and ike's are all right yeah oh, Wait, are I those the licorice ones no that's no, good and plenty. they're those like chewy suck. yeah good and funny can, yeah. but oh but what are the sour mike and ike's they just have sour mike and ike's or are they called something i else? think probably sours yeah. aren't they like sours might be that Holy might be fuck. a thing. I used to eat like a full box of those like after going to Blockbuster, and I'm surprised that it fucking like fuck up my stomach hardcore. Because <laughs> if I did that now, I'd be I'd be down and out, baby. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, the Blues have hired Michael Babcock, a name that sounds familiar because it is, and Mike Weber. Uh, Weber is an assistant coach, and Babcock is the skills coach. Uh, Weber and Babcock round out the Blues coaching staff after a search led by Blues head coach Craig Berube. Wait, did we did we replace Craig McTavish then? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, but didn't how do these guys round out the search if uh, Babcock's a skills coach? Unless he's get, also going to be behind McTavish, the bench. Right? We got McTavish and Van Ryan gone, right? Yeah. I don't know. They said we're just going to have two now. It's just be Ott and Weber. Great. Did Ott play with Weber? They must have done. Probably, yeah. They know each All other. Right. What a what a thinking. Oh, what a thing. Uh, anyway, a little nepotiz. Weber, 35, <laughs> joins the Blues coaching staff following a three-year stint as an assistant coach with the AHL's Rochester Americans. In 2022-23, he helped guide the Americans to a third-place finish in the North Division and a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. Overall, the Americans qualified for the postseason in each of Weber's last two seasons while compiling a yada, yada, yada. Who cares? He was great. Mike Weber was somebody that I knew of. Ruby said he's been working in the Buffalo organization for quite some time down in Rochester and really has done a great job of developing some players for the Buffalo Sabres. So he was a person we had some real interest in. I really liked what I heard and what he stands for and how he's going to handle things with our decor. I always wonder if that's true. Like, is is Craig Berube really there talking to Doug Armstrong? Like, dude, if Mike Weber becomes available, <laughs> you gotta fucking get this guy. I, I swear to God, have you seen what he's done for Zimgus Gorgensons? You know, oh, I always do wonder that. I'm like, how many people can you know? Even yeah, if you exactly. love hockey, wouldn't you be like, dude? If, like, that's why I think when Jeff Merrick, whenever he's like, oh yeah, that that's that's a guy to watch in the ECHL or whatever. That that assistant like manager like he's somebody to watch i'm like how would you know how does anybody know this man lives exists he's like in tulsa yeah exactly babcock 28 joins the blues coaching staff after finishing the 2022-23 season with the ottawa senators with the senators babcock aided the coaching staff in developing game plans pre-scouting and with on-ice skill development before joining the senators he was at the university of saskatchewan with his father prior to his coaching career he played four years of ncaa d1 hockey hockey with merrimack college where he served as team captain during his senior year merrimack that's right. Not Community spelled college? the same though, oh. which I hate. M e r r i m a c k, which is 
Of course, very Canadian. Uh, he went on to play professionally with the Gothique Dame in the French League Magnus, helping the team win the Coup de France uh, championship in 2019. Babcock is a young guy. Obviously, his name, his dad, former NHL head coach Mike Babcock and current NHL head coach Mike Babcock. That's a weird thing. I think it's like not official, but it's official. I don't know. Um, Speaks for itself on the hockey side of things. A real young, smart kid. I know he hasn't had a ton of experience, but talking to him and other people, there's a lot of good recommendations about him. I wonder from who (laughs) he's going to bring in some real good skill work. We've got a lot of good young players coming in, and we need somebody to work with these guys on a day-to-day basis. I love the age where he's at to work with these players. Now, I think it is fucking hilarious that they went out and hired new blood and still managed to hire old blood. However, with that caveat in place, I do think getting a guy who's 35, getting a guy who's 28, uh, Steve Ott has to be, you know, 40, 45 tops. Um, That is going to help. Hopefully Steve Ott is going to turn 41 in August. That is going to help hopefully ease some of the tensions that this organization seems to have with younger players. Um, hard to know for sure, but yeah, I mean, hopefully that'll address that a little bit. Um, I don't have a lot else to say about these other than, uh, hilarious that Michael Babcock is even a person, let alone now our assistant coach. All right. I looked this up and says, does Yo-Yo Ma actually have a cousin named Lil Nepotiz? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just think of Lil Nepotiz from, uh. From School of Rock. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I definitely thought. I, I definitely part. thought as a kid when he said that I didn't know he was talking about nepotism, and I was like, "Who's little nepotiz?" <laughs> so that's a, that's a, I mean, for real, rap. If there's a rapper out there, a young rapper, that's perfect name. We gotta do it. Um, yeah. Armstrong did also make a comment. I hadn't read this yet. There's there's some up and comers that have caught our interest. The game's evolving. You just look at the managers that are getting hired are young. There's young players, young coaches. There's always a transition in our game, and we are not excluding anyone based on age criteria. I love the idea that young players is new to hockey. Um, yeah, I hate that so much, though. I get that they're employing more and more like on a regular basis in terms of like being on an NHL roster regularly, yeah. but it's like there's always been young players. Yeah, Baruby also said about his systems, there's going to be some changes, I believe. We're going to be getting together. I sure hope so, by the way, Craig. Here at the end of the month, meetings and things like that, sorting these things out. There's going to be some changes, but in the end, it's about execution. Who are you executing? (laughs) Holding guys more accountable to certain little things that do need to be done so that we do play better. No. (laughs) You can't do that, man. It's 2023. It's not only the D. Oh, he's not about just the D. Yeah, and you got to use other parts as well. It's the forwards too. They're all going to work together. Commitment's a big deal. It really is. You got to commit. We really have to be committed to doing that, to doing executions, apparently. So, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of thoughts about these coaching hires. I guess they're cool. I mean, it's cool that I'd they're younger. rather this than be like, the Blues have hired 
Uh, oh, fucking John uh, Hines is an assistant. John Hines is an assistant. Yes, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now, John Hines will be a hotly sought after head coaching candidate, I'm sure. Before yeah, he'll be hotly sought after in the Death Eaters. That's right. And speaking of Death Eaters, Ian, I'm glad you fall, fell right into my trap because uh, the Cal- Calgary Flames have also hired Lord Voldemort. Oh, that's right. And the uh, do the Dallas do the do the Detroit Red Wings still have grew as there yeah they still got grew yeah nice nice that's crazy <laughs> lots of baldies lots of baldies how has he survived this long grew I mean, last, one... last year oh wait grew, grew is a different one i'm thinking of the old oh blashel yeah old jeff blashel okay. jeff blashel who was there for every fucking terrible year and then they were like i think we want to be better now so get out yeah bye-bye that That's what I feel been, like that for, would have uh, been the assistant coaching hire, Jeff Blashill. Oh God! Mm-hmm. So I think of um, the guy the Ducks hired, Cronin or whatever. They're like, "You're here to help this team get better," and then when we're actually viable, get the fuck out. Yeah, he's also. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a Boston guy. He is very Boston. He is like, oh. it is God that accent, baby. You got to get Trevor Zegras to park himself in front of the net. You know, yeah. if he doesn't park himself up there. I don't want to see any more of these Michigan plays. Michigan sucks and Boston College rocks. You know? <laughs> your packet car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, bean boy. town, I, bean I, pole. I, <laughs> I saw RA at the at like the after party with the Golden Knights, and I'm like, how does this guy get everywhere? Are oh, we yeah. just indulging this guy? Like, why is he? I don't understand it. Anyway, what is what on. was he before anything? I just like a guy. He's just like a guy. Like they, that he's literally really, the dude really they grabbed out of a bar. Yeah, I think You'll he did. I think he just. Hockey. I think he was like sneaking into hockey events for so long that they were finally like, okay, I guess he's just here now. You know. I guess might as well get your credential. Right? This is the Spitting Chicklets podcast. <laughs> God damn it. I, can't I love him, but I just always think his like opinions that. are always just so blah. Who's just like, podcast? you know? Uh, Bobrovsky's good, um, but some sometimes he's not as good. So I don't, you, you know, you don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you like gotta, that. you know, you got you you rely. Your goalie can bring you all the way to the dance, but they can't make them dance for you. You know, and it's like, yeah, okay, you got him already. All right, Ian, what else are we talking about today? Anything? Uh, you want to talk about the Cardinals at all? We don't have a Cardinals podcast. So. I, I don't, but I hate them deeply. I mean, I, I I was just unaware that they, I knew they were not playing well. I just was unaware that they were the worst team in the, the national league. The worst team in the league. major league of yeah, baseball. That too. Um, just an embarrassment. This This franchise used to care. And I really mean this. Like, I genuinely believe that the front office doesn't care about winning and that the ownership mm-hmm. doesn't really care about winning. They care about winning to the extent that they want their um, attendance numbers each year. And they realize that you have to be, you know, somewhat competitive to get there. But they don't do what it takes to get actual victories. They chose, and this is what I meant earlier when I uh, was talking about the Bruce Cassidy firing 
the wrong guy. They chose to fire Mike Shelton. Listen, I didn't think Mike Shelton was God's gift to managers, but he was coming off a pretty good season. They fired him in a shitty way, and they replaced him with a 33-year-old yes man that's just going to do everything the front office wants. And guess what? It fucking sucks because the front office fucking sucks. Everybody in St. Louis knew that this team needed starting pitching in the offseason. They knew they needed a shortstop in the offseason, and they knew they needed a catcher in the offseason. Well, guess what? They didn't get any starting pitching. They didn't get a shortstop and they went out and got a catcher who they immediately scapegoated for all of the team's problems, which doesn't make any fucking sense because that's stupid. But in any case, uh, Yadier Molina's game calling was probably a bigger factor than we realized because Mm -hmm. obviously he was a Hall of Famer uh, and is borderline irreplaceable. But Wilson Contreras isn't the problem with this team any more than any individual player is the problem with this team. The whole team isn't good enough. And this has been the John Mazalak MO since I won't say 2011, because he did make some moves after Pujols departed to try and be competitive. But certainly since whenever we got back to the uh, to the um, NLCS in like 2017 or 2018, somewhere around there, their MO has been to do the bare minimum to improve. They don't care to try and compete with teams like um san diego like los angeles teams um that are willing to go out and spend and make the big splashes and get the super roster the mets the yankees whoever you want to look at there and they're not competing anymore on the level with teams that are drafting and developing players that's what used to make the cardinals so dangerous is they could draft and develop with the best teams and then they go out and say oh hey there's this free agent that makes us a lot better we're gonna go get him or hey There's this trade that makes us a lot better. We're going to go creative and do it. Now they're making only the most obvious trades, if that. And um, they're not getting any better, man. And I'm tired of hearing John Mazalak say, well, we just need to be patient. You know, we know we have a better team than this. It's just, you know, we just need to see the results on the field. Well, you're a third of the way through the season now, Johnny. um, And the team ain't good. And it's not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. And... (laughs) He's an arrogant prick. He really looks down on the fans and thinks he knows baseball better than anyone else. And if they don't clean house in that front office and in that management group, nothing's ever going to change. And they're going to prove that they don't really care about the fans and don't really care what the fans want, don't really care about success. And that's fine if that's how they want to be perceived. But uh, I think that would be disappointing to be sure. And I believe that the Cardinals organization uh, deserves to be better than this. Historically has been better than this. And it's a shame to see mediocrity take hold of a once great franchise. Thank you. That was well said. They, I, I, I just don't understand how in a market such as this, and I get like in terms of, literal population of the city it's like a mid market or whatever but for baseball for like the amount of people or the amount of the population percent of the population that's into baseball and cares it's so massive that i just it blows me away that that you can actually have like you know a gm or president like that saying like oh you know i just gotta wait and it's like dude but you've sucked for so long like you've been mediocre at best for a long time for like the better part of like a decade practically and like you aren't improving whatsoever and it's just i don't know it was really frustrating i think to read some of the quotes today where they were just like you said where they're like we know we got a better team in there than what's playing out there and it's like you do like 
why, how would you know that when they are this bad? <laughs> like, what have they shown you to make you think that they're any better? I mean, it was the same thing with the Blues, right? When they were like going through their shit streak and they're like, well, this isn't who we are. And it's like, well, it seems to be who you are because it's, who's, mm-hmm. it's the ice every night. So I know you don't want to shit on your team nonstop, but like at a certain point, like I do, I don't mind when you have like players that are like, you know, I guess we do fucking suck. You're like, we suck right now. I mean, even like Arenado was like, out there today being like well we have to be better on the field and we're just not right now it's like at least we can admit that you guys aren't playing well i don't know it's it's just annoying for any time that management pretty much does a fucking stick their nose in it and be like you know what actually everything's okay it's like no it's not like you at a certain point you are what your record says you are like you suck like do you have any giant made like unless it's like man our starting pitcher you know our best pitcher and our second best pitcher and like two of our freaking basemen and blah blah they're all hurt and it's like okay well you know can kind of get by with what you got but it's like you're fine you just suck um it's frustrating it's it's frustrating and but at the same time i'm glad that there is another summer team uh in st louis city in this city now to that's doing fairly well that you can actually like watch and be like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. Except at least yeah. the problem with baseball is that sometimes losing is on display for weeks and weeks at a time. 20, yeah. 20 games in three weeks or whatever. I mean, I do think I do think that's something that the Cardinals will have to pay attention to. They're not the only show in town in summer now, and the other team seems to want to be good and win mm-hmm. and compete and Thanks, it's just embarrassing. Like you said, you can't keep saying that, well, we've got a better team than we're showing. It's like you're not showing something. Mm-hmm. You're not showing anything. You're you're doing that works on like a nothing. lose that, that works when you're like doing fine and then you're on like an extended losing streak. And you're like, yo, we're just like in some sort of funk. We're gonna get out of it. Don't worry. But like you can't do that when your whole season's been like, you know, on average shit like <laughs> i don't know it's just like that's a hard sell i think the hard part too is like there's such a you know historic franchise and such a part of this city i mean honestly like i i love the blues maybe s you know maybe stl city st louis city will get there someday but i mean but they're brand new but like the cardinals are like literally part of like the fabric of the city if you ask anyone like what to do when they visit and they're coming in the summer it's like that's like a thing. It's not just like oh, if there's a game on, I guess you go to that. It's like it's it's like the arch, the zoo, you know, slash forest park, and like go to a Cardinals game. Like those are really like the three the three things you're gonna get pointed to do. So like people just show up, people go, and they, you know, I I can't really fault you because it's like you know something doing the summer. It's nice out, you know. It's a family tradition. It, people been doing it with their families for forever and everything but like at the same time it's like shit i wish people would like not go to be like yo fuck you you gotta change mm-hmm. something but it's like even when they're bad like people show up and they cheer and it's you know good for you i'm glad you're enjoying it but it's just like it's frustrating in the sense that like general fan frustrations are not going to be shown you know it's not really going to hit their walls at all yeah yeah because because these are these are good baseball fans these are the best fans in baseball 
And that's the thing. Like they say today is unacceptable. Today's loss was so bad. I forget exactly. It was like five to three and then we blew it. And it was eight to five. They're not going to change anything. Nothing's going to change tomorrow. Nobody's going to suffer consequences. If something's mm-hmm. unexpect- unacceptable, you got to stop doing it. They're not going to stop doing it. So, <laughs> I do love that. Unacceptable is the best thing because I'm like, what happens when the, you lose tomorrow? <laughs> well, the, of course, this is also I'm very unacceptable. Yeah. If I do enough unacceptable things at work, they don't, they aren't just like, ah, it's the 80th unacceptable thing you've done. <laughs> if I can kick my ass out. Um, just very interesting. Sorry, folks, there's less, there's less hockey stuff going on. Are there any hockey stories we missed? Because I know there have been a few things going on. Uh, the Ottawa recently. Senators have been officially purchased. I mean, we're not like officially, officially, but they, uh-huh. and unfortunately it is not uh, a Ryan Reynolds or Snoop Dogg or the weekend group. It is just, it's Michael Antlauer who uh, is a minority owner in the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So it's some boring Canadian businessman that already partially owned another team that's going to have to divest. And now he'll own the Senators. Whoopee! Apparently he was probably the lowest bid to start at least. And then, you know, but he's, but he's probably the conservative quiet bidder. And they're like, we love that about you. We love how fucking boring you are uh, because that's what hockey loves to market. What a fun <laughs> sport with such boring people around it. Um, I mean, it, it's good. Like I'm sure if you're a Sanders fan, like you're happy that this is, done with or going to be done and you have an owner that does you know apparently is very into hockey and likes hockey and isn't just about isn't about this purchase and like bad faith where he's like just trying to do Mm -hmm. it for um you know the land that they're going to build the the new stadium on and all the living space and all the other stuff he's not doing it for real estate necessarily um but from a you know from a hockey fan's perspective, that's not in Ottawa. It kind of blows because it's like you're not going to have Ryan Reynolds or have a fucking Snoop Dogg in there. Like, like mm-hmm. spice it up. Give me, you give me get some one good of those stuff. Guys involved, baby. Yeah. Apparently, there's some bad blood. I'm sure the NHL will smooth it over as they do. But like, apparently, there's. I think it was Pagnota or somebody that was like, "Yo, Ryan Reynolds' group is like pissed at the NHL." You don't want Ryan Reynolds pissed at you. Because he knows Wolverine. So. Yeah. He'll get you relegated. That's He'll right. Get you straight relegated. That will. Ian, how do you feel about closing this episode with an I think you should leave season three to your list? Let's do it. Do you want to do it or do you want to wait a little while? <sighs> no, let's wait. I need to simmer on these more. Damn it. I've come up with great names for the categories, so I'm disappointed, but that's fair. That's fair. There are a couple I need to rewatch. I'd like to do a third watch of the season, but all right. Do we want to do any tier list then? Look, the, look my preview is the egg The egg sketch is high. Okay, that's true. Here's the here's the categories. I can't. Okay, you got to tell me. Give them a tease. The, the, a little the, the worst category is, of course, I thought it was going to be a hit. Turns out it fucking sucks. <laughs> The uh, D tier is, what is this, Reggie? The <laughs> C tier is, that's a chunky. <laughs> and then the A tier is, that is a good idea. And then the top level is, this is a sketch on levels that no one has ever seen. <laughs> so, 
We do have that to look forward to. I also genuinely will demand that we do like a hundred song Taylor Swift tier list sometime, but we got to Like we got to queer the episode. Yeah. That's, that's gotta, gotta be, that's gonna be, end of Ju- that's gonna be July, August. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, let's see what's what popular tier lists on your best football tires. Um, how about games named I am Jesus? <laughs> Did I send you that? I sent you yeah. that, right? Is that real? Wild. That's why that's real. Yeah, that's real. Bro. But like, what do you do? You play as Jesus and you live <laughs> the Bible. Apparently. Why is he why are there parts where it looks like he's in stealth mode? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just love, don't know. I love the idea that he's like, I'm like omnipresent. So they're like, well, obviously they fucking can't see you right now, but you're gonna go eavesdrop on them as Jesus would do. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know how he does. He's Jesus. He is. I would, I would play that game if they told me that there was like other, other endings. If you could didn't have, if you didn't have end up on the cross, so like yo, you can pick other endings. You can be like Judas, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you can... I like that. I'm into that. All right, Ian, I found a tier list of age of NHL players. How does that? Okay. <laughs> what is it? just like if they're good good the categories they give us are franchise elite great good or average but i don't want that that's no good wow. um we're talking let's talk in uh oh, crap what am i coming up with um human michael that's the top tier obviously <laughs> obviously um let's see Tier two can be Hall and Oates, you know, because that's that's a good tier. Um, tier three, who's a who's a, a decent player that uh we'll say the Jaden Schwartz Memorial tier is <laughs> <laughs> still alive, folks. Uh alive. Tier, tier four will be Gudis enough, and tier five will be fucking schmuck. All right. <laughs> How's that? Sound? that Are you ready good. for this, Ian? Yeah. Are you ready? We got to give the people content. We can't be oh, done. In if you have minutes. something called Jaden Schwartz, then I need something at the bottom would be like Jordan Schmoltz. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Jordan Schmoltz. <laughs> Wait, the, jo- the Jordan <laughs> Schmoltz Memorial. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fine. I thought some of these pictures were black and white. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. They're like, what about Biggs <laughs> McGree? <laughs> All right. Alexander Barkov. Um, oh, not so good in the playoffs, but I would yeah. say he's a real Hall of Notes kind of player to me. Yeah, I'd put him Hall of Notes right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, Human Michael. Oh, obviously. Human Michael. Yes, Human Michael is a gets baby. <laughs> um, Andre Kopitar, where would you put Andre Kopitar? Remember, these are all superstars, so we got to get yeah, we gotta have some guys. I know. There. I mean, I guess I uh, yeah. This is where I'm like I'm putting them up. They're all going to be like really high. I guess I put them in Hall of Notes. Like I mean, he's very good. He's very good. That is true. He's really good. Our Timmy Panarin with that new haircut. No, uh, Jordan the, Schmaltz Memorial. Too. Yeah, the new haircut. is like an F tier. Uh, did you just see the eye rink you should leave where it was like what happened to the full head of hair you had yesterday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, this looks like Austin Matthews. The young Austin Matthews. Yeah. I mean, I know where I want to put him, but I'll let fate, I'll let reason dictate. I mean, I mean, technically, he should be like human Michael, right? Like he's very good. <sighs> All right. Fine, he's excellent. Or if he's like a top of Hall and Oates. I mean, he's better than Barkov right now. That's true. What about Brad Marchand? Oh, Hall and <laughs> There's gonna be so many. Look, I, we, will re- okay. we will redistribute these, but redistribution of labor. I don't know who this is. Ian. Oh, Braden Point. Is that Merkachev? Oh, that's I said Merkachev. That's Braden Point. Yeah. That's that's a that's a Hall and Oates, I guess. Yeah. God damn it, Ian. This oh. is terrible. No, here we go. Uh, good, Brock Besser. That's at oh, least Jaden Schwartz Memorial. Yeah, tier. that's Jaden Schwartz Memorial too. Probably that's low the Schwartz definition. Quayton Keller, baby. Speaking of Jaden uh, Schwartz Memorial. Yeah, Memorial tier. Yeah. Uh Connor McDavid, uh, you know, human Michael at the very top. <laughs> I think he's definition of human Michael. <laughs> David Pasternak. Uh ooh, I gotta put him in human Michael. I think, I think so. he's above those guys. <laughs> I mean, this is so fundamental. Uh, Dylan Larkin, you're, you're a big Dylan Larkin stan. You know I, I mean, I was and I wasn't, now I am again. Uh, but he still he still feels like Jaden Schwartz Memorial tier. He's yeah, better than really Brock Besser, but but not enough yeah, better. Yeah, not enough Besser. Um, Elias Peterson. Goodest enough lately. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I put him in the memorial tier for now. Like he's definitely like hauling oats. Like he should be hauling oats, but yeah. like you got to be better. Is this Eric Stahl? Oh, freaking straight to the bottom. Straight to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's Jordan Schmaltz conversation. Tier. Uh Sydney, or that's not Sydney Crosby, that's Evgeny Malkin. Um he's a hauling oats. He's yeah. literally the oats. Yeah, he's oats. Is this um cocaine boy who's not some? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, cocaine boy who's not. That's gotta be Jaden Schwartz <laughs> Jordan Schultz from Royalty, right? Doesn't it? He's terrible. <sighs> Fucking awful right now. I you want Gudas? I put him in Gudas enough. Somebody's gotta be in enough. Anyway. enough. All right. Who am I looking at here? This is Philip Forsberg. Yeah. Old Phil. Is that Forsberg or is that yeah. Johansson? No, that's Forsberg. Okay. Forsberg. That's a real where would you put him? Um he's Jane Schwartz Memorial, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of Quentin Keller, but behind all these. Well, no, he's probably ahead of Brock Besser too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's probably ahead of Double There we go. <laughs> no, put him in all <laughs> Jack Eichel. I don't think he's quite gotten up to human Michael. Uh, Jack Eichel's no human Michael. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jack, Jack Eichel is definitely a hall. Yeah. He's a hall at this point. Yeah, I'll put him up. Above I mean, he just won the top. You can put him at the top of hall. That's right. I just beat your ass. Jamie oh, Ben. Jamie ben fucking... get fucked. Jordan <laughs> yeah, straight to jail. John Tavares, good enough at this point. Or do you want him in? James I guess Schwartz he's James Schwartz Memorial here, but he's pretty low. He's getting, yeah. He's old. He's old now. You remember when he was 50-50? <laughs> yeah, he was 50-50 coming here. Johnny Gaudreau. Oh, sorry, <laughs> buddy. You're good as enough. You're oh, good as yeah. enough at this yeah, point. Yeah, you could be better than that, but you're not. You could have been better than um, Ezra. Who am I looking at here? Is that Sam Bennett? 
Not Jason no, McGinn. That's um the other one, the one that's on the other. Oh, Huberdo? Huberdo? Huberdo. Oh man, talk about goodness enough. Yeah, Fair I'm sorry, buddy. That. Yeah, you could have you could have been a lot higher. Up straight to fucking George Falls Memorial. All the way. Uh Leandra Seidel, right oh, at the top Michael. of Human Michael, next to it. Man, you, could, you got freaking the Oilers got two human Michaels. Oh man. <laughs> you can barely most. Most franchises can't even get one. Um, and they're dying for human Michaels. That's right. Uh, Logan Couture, uh, Gudasana these days. Yeah, these days definitely just, just barely, barely Gudasana. Barely even that. Um, we're looking at, ooh, ooh, Shifla. Is that yeah. who this is? Yeah, that's a Gudasana to me. Yeah, Gudasana. You got you to gotta show more than that, baby. If you want to Gudasana. Mark, Mark Stone, Stone, who's never never met a freaking comb in his life. <laughs> um, I mean, he's got to be at least tall and oats, right? Yeah. Yeah, put he's him after Barkov, you son of a bitch. Matt Barzell, I'm going to say borderline Jordan Schmaltz Memorial Terrier, <laughs> if we're serious. Is I this mean, guy honestly, even good? Honestly, this- he, he gets talked about a lot, and I'm like, I know you... I know you do get points, like you score points, but like you definitely like, don't I know score you goals. do stuff, but you got to figure out what you yeah, do. Pretty much. I'm like, dude, you're for as much as they talk about you, he's not as good as I would think. Go ahead, his continue with not supporting is, them. Is Mike Barzell. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and continue without supporting them after I plug in my computer here. Um well, nope, don't do that. Nope, nope. I screwed it up. I blew it. I blew it. I said, right. you got to support us now, you son of a bitch. Uh, Matt Barcel had 14 goals last year, 51 points. Oh, yeah. He's changing sports. The what the fuck? Now. So he had an 80-something point what season. What like fuck? Is this another six years ago? game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're, you're Jordan Schmaltz, baby. Matt Duchesne, baby. Jordan, Jordan Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Sorry, yeah. bro. Oh, you got to be. Oh, wait. Here's, this, is, this is Eric Stahl. He's yeah. got to be right above Jonathan Tays <laughs> and nobody else. Well, no. Sorry. Jamie Ben really sucks. Um, Max Domi, he's goodest enough at most. Yeah, he's bottom of goodest enough. Like, I know he oh. had a good, like, playoffs, but... Mika, Mika, Mika. He's really good. Was he good this year, though? Mika Zibanejad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 91 points, 82 games. I'd say he's a whole notes. Your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I think it was a rough, a rough end of the season or postseason, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, this appears to be is this Rantanen or Landeskog? Who can tell? Oh, that's Rantanen. Okay. Um he's hauling out. He's hauling out, yeah. baby. He's good. He's very good. He's like two oats. That's right. Uh Matt, Mitty, 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 Mitch Marner. Oof. Oof. I mean, he I mean he's gotta be. You gotta be hauling out. He's better than all those guys in the sports memorial team. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Nathan McKinnon. That's gotta be human Michael, right? Yeah. <laughs> human Michael, baby. Uh, do we have these appropriately ordered? Yeah, I'm not putting Austin Matthews ahead of uh, ahead of what's his name. Oh, I can't no. do it. Nick uh, Nicholas Backstrom these days. I mean, so like he and he should be like an oats, but. I feel like at this he's point he's like a James Schwartz memorial tier. I mean, he's mm-hmm. old, but he, he's still good. What the fuck That's is this? Fair. Oh, he sure. Oh, 
rat face Nico Escher. He's a Jaden Schwartz, I feel like. Uh-huh, He's like a definition 100%. of like good, but not great. Nico or Nico, Nico Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov. Whole notes, uh, like yeah, it's gotta be yeah. whole notes. He could be even better than that if he wanted to be. You could do it if you wanted to. <laughs> Patrick Kane, do we just put him right next to his buddy, or do we have to give him Gudis enough because he's obviously better than Tayus? Yeah, I'll give him Gudis enough. All right, fuck you, Patrick. Not biased, Patrick Line, I am not giving shit to you. Get close, you piece of shit. Sorry, Jordan Schmaltz. Uh, Claude Giroux, he had a really good season, didn't he, this year? With, oh, uh, that's not Claude Giroux, right? Oh, is that? Oh, wait, no, that? maybe that is. Maybe it is. Yeah, that's got to be, right? No, that's Couture. That's, that's Couture, Couture, that looks like a 94-year-old man. Are you for real? <laughs> Sean Couturier. <laughs> God dang. God dang it if you ain't telling the truth. Uh, well, he's, he's he's Jordan Schmaltz, I feel like. Yeah, Sorry. I think, he just, I think he fully evolved into the Jordan Schmaltz Memorial tier. I love how we were calling these multiple millionaire hockey players. Yeah, these very good players. Yeah. Um, man, Sean Couturier, though. Talk about overpaid. Ooh, look at them stats. Ooh, ooh. Right in the nuggets. Right yeah. in the nuggets. All right, who am I looking at here? This is oh, Mikhail wow. Backlund. Oh, that's Aha. Why am I? Wow. <laughs> I would love if it was Backlund. Shut up. Shut up. I'm so terrible. All right. Um, um, he's Jaden Schwartz yeah. Memorial Tier, right? Yeah, he's no good. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. He's very good, but not good enough. Sidney Crosby. Do we have to put him in Human Michael out of uh, respect? Yeah, but he's bottom of Human Michael. Yeah, I'm sorry, you, bro. But... You old now, man. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Hall. Uh, good like enough. Good enough, yeah. yeah exactly. so you're like fairly on the second line. Stylish, they could get fucked. You, st- <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were right, they were right, <laughs> they were right to take all uh, over. This is who am I looking at? Are you shitting this? me? Why do they have Victor Arvid? So, yeah, that's what I thought. Jordan Schmaltz, Jordan Schmaltz. Yeah, get the fuck. You, you, I will have to, I have to put you below. I'm sorry, you know, dude. You're like the most average person on this list. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, Gotta be Jaden Schwartz from Worlds here, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I bro. mean, I love him. I love you. I love you, bud. I'll give you Bub Brock Besser. That's only fair. I'll give I'm you sure. Bub Brock Besser. Very mid. Bill Nylander here. Very pretty man. Schwartz, Schwartz Memorial yeah. here. Yeah, but a, behind Sebastian Ajo, ahead of his shitty teammate. Oh, yeah. no way. Okay, I was looking at these remaining people. Oh, Steven Stamkos. Um, oh, Steve- my God. Yeah, I think I just like, saw the one you saw. <laughs> wow, um, this is like just a touch too old. <laughs> Steven Stamkos, these days, I think he's still hauling out. He's still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he does really good. He's a good guy. Um, and he's yeah, he's got that fun commercial too. Uh now we're at closure, correct? Yeah. Um, um he's good as enough, I feel ooh, like, right? Wow, flaming closure. Well, he's got to be above him. I'll put him right here behind Logan Kutcher. Jacob Borchak, you fucking yeah, piece George of <laughs> <laughs> You fucking suck so much. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron, oof. I want to put him in human Michael. I can't quite. But he's got to be top of Hall yeah, of right? He's very Hall of I feel like Patrice Bergeron is that line. Like, he's the line between the super elite tier and, like, the best 
borderline human players on the planet. Yeah. And rounding it out with Blake Wheeler, gotta be Jordan Schmaltz. Yeah, Jordan Schmaltz all the yeah. way. You fucking, fucking destroyed Paul Maurice, you second crap. That's right. We love Paul Maurice now. We're a Paul Maurice stan account That's on right. this podcast. Ian, that was fun. That was more fun than I expected it to be. It was <laughs> dumb and people at home cannot possibly have followed it, but you know, we did That's it. right. We but you know folks. check check the check the twitter right this, it's going uh, up right image. now so i don't feel you'll, you'll definitely understand it. uh all this jibber jammer i'll hashtag it human michael so you can find it quickly yeah. um, no one else had that hashtag that day the ultimate 2g 1c player tier list hashtag sdl blues hashtag Human Michael. <laughs> uh, so my boyfriend comes home last night, absolutely smashed, gets undressed, and then just stands there in my room. So I'm like, are you coming to bed? And he goes, no, thank you. I'm sure you're lovely, but I have a girlfriend and goes to sleep on the floor. <laughs> Internet Hall of Fame. That tweet uh, bringing us lots of joy. Ian, uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it they're so good all right ian anything else you'd like to share before we sign off for the night um trying to think anything deep i got nothing i'm not as shallow about, as a kiddie pool in just about one month you will be in uh jacksonville florida oh yeah that's right saying hello to people I do radio commercials for products. <laughs> for all the Jackson villains, right? If, if people aren't familiar with the West Wing, great show. The one of the funniest scenes in television history to me is actually in the West Wing. <laughs> There's a scene where one of the Thanksgiving episodes, he prank calls the Butterball Hotline. <laughs> and uh even though it's a serious show, there's like moments of comedy in there. And that scene is one of the funniest things of all time. Cause he like, he doesn't even really prank call him. He's like a nerd. So he's like legitimately interested in how their business works, but he calls them. And then he realizes he's the president on the phone with them. And they're like recognizing his voice. <laughs> and they're like, she's like, your voice sounds very familiar, sir. And he's like, oh yes, I do radio commercials for products. And it's hilarity ensues. And Anyway, go check it out. But, and uh, if you need anything, you know, call another podcast. I've been on Let's Go Blues Radio lately, Ian, more mm-hmm. than I've been on this show. They're doing oh, great. They're doing great. Well, you know, we need to do more so episodes. How, we got how is, a year list to do. How is our content? How is our summer content compared to theirs? Pretty, pretty similar, I'd say. Yeah, probably, it's more right? or less the same. <laughs> pretty much very regimented yeah. hockey content. And ours is, uh, you know, the same. We just talked about hockey players for like 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> fucking give us a break for yeah, God's sake. They, they don't have a Jordan Schmaltz memorial tier, those fucks. Uh, <laughs> the arms of an angel. Uh, but seriously, those guys are doing an awesome series. Let's, let's wrap up with this conversation, Ian. This will be, this will be intriguing. And I think we're mm. kosher to talk about this now that, um, now that, uh, the episodes recorded and out there they're doing a series where they're reconstructing the blues all-time team i believe they released a 35th anniversary team and it had a certain amount of players for each position um and then we're basically supplementing that and how it works is you pick players 
um, the all the original players get in the final balloting, then you pick a new four, then they do the eight and they have you rank them and then they do polling online to figure out who actually makes the team so that they now have a new team of the four like left wings and two three like that. that sort of stuff it's a lot of fun but left wing was a wild left wing was a wild <laughs> number one left wing keith kachuk okay listen i love keith kachuk fuck that noise wrong you're wrong that is a bad idea you're wrong number two pavel Dimitra. Arguably not even a left wing, but that's where the Blues originally put him when they ranked mm. him on the tier list, on the original list. I love Pavel Dimitra, also wrong. Number three, David Perron. I love David Perron, also wrong. Number four, barely making the team, Ryan Sutter. Wow. Like, he's the blue. He's the blue, <laughs> you know, like... Of all the players that I don't know throughout the history of this franchise, I've still always understood that Brian Sutter is like the man, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when I did my voting, I put Alex Steen number one over Sutter, who was my number two, and I thought I was being spicy. Alex Steen didn't even make this fucking team. What is wrong with you people? Oh, it's wild. It's wild. Um, But let's talk about this. People Uh, open a book. Yeah, there's there's uh the center discussion is going to be very interesting too. I think because you've got a lot of names on there, um, and I believe I'm I believe I'm allowed to say who those names are, but if I'd have to find them first, um, but you've got guys like younger guys or more recent guys like Ro- Robert Thomas, I believe is on there. Oh no, he didn't quite make it. But you've got of course your Federkos, your Ungabungas, your Doug Gilmore's, your your Adam Oates, one half of Paul and Oates. Um, and then you've got Terjan O'Reilly, Shin, and uh, Gilmore. I don't think I think I, or Red Berenson. Sorry, I didn't say. That's a tough list, man. I mean, Federko's got to be your one of one. You got to be. If Federko oh, yeah. doesn't, if Federko isn't the one of one, I'm quitting the whole thing. I'm done. I'm done with these guys. <laughs> I'm done with democracy. I'm going into a hut, and I'm quitting. Um, but behind that, man, you can make an argument for Ryan O'Reilly for sure. But you can oh, yeah. also make an argument for Ryan O'Reilly saying he wasn't on the team long enough to even be ranked. I don't think you can. He was a captain, Todd Smith, Selkie Trophy. I think he's got to be one of the four. But then, like, Pierre Turgeon, better numbers than Ryan O'Reilly, obviously. Ungabunga, way better numbers than uh, Ryan O'Reilly. When we mm-hmm. say Ungabunga for the people at home, that means Gary Unger. But uh, we talk about Ungabunga here on this podcast. <laughs> Look, <laughs> that's you the way it is. About how fucking stupid we are. <laughs> We're not stupid. This is this is fine. Uh, that's right. There's a brand new dance based on an old phrase. It's called the fat dog. Uh, well, <laughs> you've heard the expression your entire life. It's not made up. It's not made up. Um, yeah. How would you? You gave me the ranking of Federko. Unga Bunga, Red Berenson, and Ryan O'Reilly. Then Turjan, Gilmore, Shrin, and Oates. Oates, you're thinking is he was just not here that long? Ultimately? Yeah. I mean, like, he played really well here, obviously. But, like, to me, just, like, if you're ranking them against other, just other Blues or whatever, he's pretty yeah. high up there. But, like, if you're ranking them against this group of players, this group of centers, like, it's it's hard for me to put him, like, much higher than, like, 
the last one maybe switch him and shen i feel like him and shen are like battling it out for second to last i'm served is definitely like a huge that's my biggest factor i think not not my biggest like you can be uh barrett jackman and serve 800 games and not not be on the list you know but like um but it's definitely i think that the draw differentiator between hey this guy's accomplished a lot this guy's accomplished a lot but one did it for 500 games and one did it for 250 that's where i draw the line i'd probably <laughs> agree with your list i'd probably flip o'reilly and berenson maybe even o'reilly and unger ah god i like turgeon though Woo! be hard for me to leave him out you'll find out more though when they do their final episode ian any final comments you'd like to make to these cretins that we call our audience um you just gotta live your best life live your best summer life you know mm. but summertime living zz i don't know the summertime, rest of boob. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know the words everybody knows the words it's a good song yeah um yeah enjoy enjoy life in the summer hot time summer in the city etc um that's it folks we got to stop talking it's been a long day i'm gonna hurt my brain that's right uh for those of you who are having a Jaden schwartz memorial tier day and those of you who are having a jordan schmaltz memorial tier uh we wish you all the best and have a lovely and wonderful good night see ya do it again. There's a brand new dance. Based on an old phrase, it's called a bad dog, and it will amaze. You practice expression, you're as high on life. It's not made up. It's not made up. There's a brand new dance. Based on an old phrase, it's called a bad dog, and it will amaze. You've heard this expression, you're as high on it's sitting by the overcoat, the second shelf, the notes she wrote that I can't bring myself to throw away. And I'll so reach the set for no one else but you. But you won't turn away when someone else is gone. I'm sorry about the attitude I need to give when I'm with you. But no one else will take this shit from me. And I'm so terrified of no one else but me. I'm here all the time. I won't go with you. Yeah, well, I can't get myself to go away Hey, it's me And I can't get myself to go away Oh, God, I should